Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. back to season six of the referendum podcast brought to you by finflamsports.com with your host big john and lead analyst jesse J. today we're going to be talking about the kansas city chiefs let's take a peek into the chiefs upcoming two, um, 2023 season jesse J, how you doing we're back for season six first episode what's going on uh i'm doing good i'm getting ready to preview the kansas city chiefs and them coming off a Super Bowl win in 2022, so it's going to be an exciting season. The first time the fans will be able to see the Chiefs raise the banner because they could not, it was not a full building due to COVID in 2020. Correct. Um, so let's start off real quick. How's the coaching staff looking? Going to look for the for this upcoming season for the Kansas City Chiefs. So the biggest difference is that Eric Bieniemy is left. He is no longer the Chiefs' offense coordinator. He has gone to Washington, and he is now their offense coordinator. Matt Nagy gets elevated from quarterback coach to offense coordinator. He's the former head coach of the Chicago Bears. He previously was offense coordinator uh, for the for the Chiefs in 2017. Alex Smith's uh, big year before he gets traded to Washington and Patrick Mahomes' rookie year. So that that's really the one major difference with the coaching staff. How do you think that's going to fare, um, you know, overall versus the enemy? Do you think that the actually, you know, you're you're hearing reports right now that the the, the players in Washington aren't too keen of Bienemy's ag- aggressive attitude when it comes to uh, calling, coming up with plays and and stuff like that. How do you think it's going to transition over with uh, back to Matt Nagy? Because a lot of these players have not played under him or played with him. They they've been used to Bienemy. So I think when it comes to Matt Nagy, I think I don't think he's going to be as intense as Eric Bienemy. I think Eric Bienemy is a pretty intense person. I, in, a, in a lot of ways, like Andy Reid, he's maybe more. Uh, he shows more of his emotion than Andy Reid. But Andy Reid, he's known for having one of the hardest training camps in the NFL. So I, I think that's just more Eric Bieniemy. Just he is a more emotional person. He's willing to show you that emotion more than an Andy Reid. But I think he's running a similar training camp to what the Kansas City Chiefs are running. In terms of Matt Nagy, I, I tend to think maybe it might lean a little bit more pass heavy because he is a he is a former quarterback and he has worked with quarterbacks more than maybe Eric Bieniemy. So I think, I think mostly it'll stay the same though because it's the two main people at the top are Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. So I don't really see it changing a ton. 
Okay. Um, I did see the uh, maybe it was today or yesterday that he was the the OC throwing a, a football into the end zone, trying to hit it through the uprights. Um, I'm looking. I'm, I'm hoping that he can, you know, try to do put his own little twist on the offense for Kansas City. That should be interesting going forward. Um, on the defensive side for for the staff, what do you think is going on there? So they had so many young players last year on the defense that I think this is really a chance for them to take a step forward. And I think for Steve Spagnolo, it's a chance for him to maybe do some things a little bit differently than he did last year. Because last year they kept the defense pretty. It was a pretty basic defense they played until they got late in the year and they really started to turn things up. You do that to simplify the defense because you have a lot of young defensive players, a lot of young rookies on the team. So I expect them to take a little bit of a step forward. I expect them to blitz a little bit more. Um, who blitzes, I think, will be different as opposed to maybe it just being LeJerry Sneed blitzing from the slot. Maybe mix in McDuffie, a Jalen Watson, maybe a Justin Reed. So I, I really expect for the defense to look a little more complex. I expect them to be a little bit more complete than they were to start last season. And do you think um, we can, you know, let's talk about the defense. Um, Chris Jones hasn't been showing up. He's holding out to, to sign a new contract. Um, is that having any impact on the players, um, on the staff, or is it just, you know, and doing business as usual? So I think with Chris Jones, I think ultimately he's going to be back by the time the season starts. I just can't see him missing any games. That's really where the big money is. I, I So I expect him to be back by the time the games actually matter. I think for the Chiefs, the biggest issue is that you're not able, because they don't have a ton of cap space, you're not able to bring in a guy like Collins Dunlap, maybe a, a veteran defensive tackle. You're maybe not able to add a couple more bodies to the team because you don't have the cap space. But in general, I think as long as Chris Jones is not missing regular season games, the Chiefs should be fine. You think Brett Beach, I mean, Clark Hunt said that he was going to leave it up to Brett Beach, but do you think Brett Beach could get that done before the season starts? Yeah, I ultimately think they're going to get the, they're going to get a deal done. I, I would say if they start the season and Chris Jones doesn't have a new deal, that most likely means this is, this is Chris Jones' last season with the Chiefs. Yes. I can't, I can't see them franchising him. This would be the second time they would have franchised him. So the cap hits much higher. I believe it would be closer to 30 to 33 million <laughs> if they were to franchise him a second time after the season. So the biggest thing is getting a deal done before the season starts. Because if a deal does not get done before the season starts, Chris Jones will not be on the Chiefs in 2024. He he just won't be. But I, I still think it's best for both sides. I think both sides are. I bet. I, I think getting a deal done is what's best for both sides. I think Chris Jones wants to be on the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs want Chris Jones on the team at least for the next two or three seasons. I firmly believe they'll get a deal done before the season starts. Are there anything? Are there any things? Um, out there that could prevent the signing of Chris Jones? I think it's mainly, I think the biggest fight is over maybe amount for, amount of money per year, maybe guaranteed money. I, 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 I don't think it's anything that's going to keep him from getting a deal done by the season. I think right now he's maybe holding out for close to the 30 million. Chiefs are probably close to 25, 26 million. The odds are they'll probably meet in the middle at 26 and a half, 27 million by the time the preseason comes to an end and they really need Chris Jones to be there for the actual real games. But what is he I, I, I just, I just, I see it getting done. I can't, Chris Jones has been such an important part of the team and he's such a great player and he's his next, pro, his, the next three seasons, he's probably going to still be in his prime. I just can't imagine that she's passing on having him on the team. Will he, um, how do you say, will he play 
any of the preseason games or or are we just going to hold out for him to, to to hopefully be be ready by week one of the, NFL, of the regular NFL season playing any preseason games but that's that's a lot of players a lot of veteran players I don't think are necessarily going to play in the preseason uh, I don't expect Mahomes to play but maybe a couple drives in the preseason Isaiah Pacheco maybe gets a game where he gets a few carries because he hasn't had a ton of contact yet or he hasn't had any contact at all but I Andy Reid the last couple seasons has been pretty he, – he's been pretty light on the work his first team gets. Okay. Uh, are there any other signings that, um, you know, that aren't as big as Chris Jones but that we have to make um, before the season starts on, on the offensive side or the defensive side? So, really, the only other contract you could see getting done maybe is Legere Sneed, but they just drafted a bunch of quarterbacks the last couple of years. I don't see them extending him before the start of the season. He seems like somebody they're going to let walk in the free agency next season. I don't really see that she's making a ton of moves other than maybe bringing in a veteran pass rusher or defensive tackle when they get Chris Jones signed. Is it a wise move for us to not um, extend his contract? So with Chris Jones, if you're not going to extend Chris Jones, you're basically saying we don't think he can be the 10 to 12 sat guy the next couple seasons or that we don't want to pay the money for more than a couple seasons. Because I, I think the biggest thing is the Chiefs are probably willing to pay him for the next two or three seasons. It's that fourth year, or maybe even the third year, depending on what the Chiefs are feeling, that they don't want to give him money. The next two years wouldn't be the problem. I think it's the next year or two after that. Gotcha. And, and on the you know on the Snead, on the Snead front, shouldn't we pay him? Wasn't he the the um, the emergency kicker, the the basically utility that, player from last year? That was Justin Reed. Justin Reed. Okay, I get those names confused. Snead Reed. Come on. Um, any, so anything on the offense, how do you think the offense is going to perform this year? So I, the offense has a lot of unproven players right now on, at, uh, at receiver. And then you have two question marks at tackle. You just signed Juwanta to a big contract. He's playing right tackle. You signed right. Donovan Smith from Tampa Bay. He's coming off a year in which he was injured, but the previous two years have been pretty good. Overall, I think if Donovan Smith and Juwan Taylor can be upgrades over Orlando Brown and Andrew Wiley, I think the offense could I think they'll be fine, no matter who's at receiver. If Donovan Smith and Juwan Taylor are good at left tackle and right tackle, the Chiefs will be fine offensively. Receiver, you have a lot of upside, but there's not a lot proven there. Sky Moore didn't play a ton last year, but I like his fit in the offense, and I like him taking a big step forward this year. Kadarius Tony, obviously you can't really trust him to stay healthy, but when he is healthy, he's an effective player. Marquez, right. good, solid player, not going to maybe light the world on fire, but he's, he's a solid player. And then you look to veterans, you have Richie James, you have Justin Watson. They're going to be guys that Richie James is going to be more kind of an underneath player. He's going to maybe take a little bit of the role Juju had. Justin Watson's a guy you can kind of, you can take some shots too deep. And then you have Rasheed Rice, a rookie out of SMU. He's really an interesting player. I think he's somebody that could play way more than what Sky Moore did. But I think it's going to be because he has maybe a more limited role where he's playing in the slot and working as an underneath receiver, whereas Sky Moore, they're using him as more of a complete receiver with a, he's a larger route tree than Rasheed Rice. Okay. On, on the tight end front of the Kansas City Chiefs, do you think that we will be seeing a lot more second and third string appearances um, by the backups for Kelsey? So, yeah, I, I think the Chiefs are going to continue to use two and three tight ends like they did last year. I believe they used the most two and three tight end formations in the NFL of any NFL team last year. Nice. Uh, they, they have – you have Travis Kelsey, you have Noah Gray, you have Jody Fortson. Blake Bell's still hanging around. Maybe Matt Bushman pushes Fortson or Bell for a job. I, I think the Chiefs 
tight end group is pretty deep and it might actually be the deepest in the league. And I think they have guys that can be productive there. I mean, just looking and just look, you know, in my memory bank from, from last year, they stepped up tremendously. No, great. I think he was Noah just great. Like, just made great catches after great catches. And he's fucking huge. Yeah, no, um, no, I, I, the God. third string, I don't remember. Uh, what's his name? Jody Fortson. Yes. They both of those guys stepped up when they needed to. Very proud of those guys and, and very proud to call them Kansas City Chiefs. Jo- uh, you you look at the backup tight ends, Noah Gray and Jody Fortson. Fortson got a little bit bank of the times. He was primarily the third tight end. Noah Gray nearly had 300 receiving yards last year. He was uh he was a pretty good uh secondary or at option third uh at, or at times the second or third option for Mahomes on certain plays. I I think he maybe you see him get a slightly bigger role in the offense just because the Chiefs know what he can do maybe more than some of the other receivers. But other than that, I think they have a strong room. You have Travis Kelsey, you have Noah Gray, you have Fortson. They'll probably keep a fourth tight end in Blake Bell or Matt Bushman. But that that's probably one of the stronger groups on the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, so we've covered wide receivers. We've covered tight ends. Kind of touched on the running back position. Um, anything you want to add with Isaiah Pacheco? I know you said he needs reps and he's going to play a few, probably a few uh, games in the for preseason. Um, any Anything on that front? So you kind of have your top two locked in. You have Isaiah Pacheco. You have Jarek McKinnon. Mm-hmm. We'll probably see Clyde get quite a few reps, maybe to even showcase him for a trade or just to just to get him used to his role because he's kind of he's kind of the backup to both McKinnon and Pacheco. McKinnon McKinnon's gonna be more your pass blocking back, pass catching back. Pacheco's gonna get more actual run plays, and I think we'll see him maybe get a little bit more opportunity in the passing game. But he's gonna mainly be the main running back who gets carries Pacheco or with Pacheco and then McKinnon will be more of the pass catching back pass blocking back. So I think we'll see Clyde get some touches. The interesting player is Daenerys Prince, who is possibly the four string running back. I think we're going to get to see him return kicks, maybe, maybe return punts, play some special teams. He'll probably get a lot of touches during the preseason. He's one of the players that can really earn a spot on the roster with a strong training camp. How many years does Heller have left on his contract? This is his final season under contract with the Chiefs. And McKinnon? He is also on a one-year deal. Interesting. Okay, so now if both those guys, just saying if they if both of them leave, um, are we in are we in a good position? You know, looking forward. Running back's a position you can overturn easily, whether it's one-year veteran guys or guys you get late in the draft or mid mid rounds in the draft. You can find running backs. There's running backs are plentiful which is one of the reasons why they're not making maybe as much money as they did in the past, where teams used to have one bell cow running back who did everything. Now right. you're now, if you're an NFL team, you have, you want to have two or three guys that can do kind of everything. Hashtag Jamal Charles. Well, yeah, you just can't. Jamal Charles is one of the guys who you just, you can't replace him. Like you can have guys fill different roles. You can't truly replace him because he was a game breaking running back on for how the chiefs have the running back position on their team. Yeah, you want guys to be healthy, but they have enough guys to get through the season and do what they want to do offensively. Right. Okay, so we covered running backs, offensive line, tight ends, wide receivers. What about Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, so you have Patrick Mahomes, and he's he's got a little bit of a different receiving core this season. I think ultimately the work he's put in in the offseason, and he and A.D. Reid, they're going to figure a way out to make those guys as productive as possible. Uh, really, when you once you get past Patrick Mahomes, I – I expect Blaine Gabbert to be the number two quarterback, but we'll see if Shane Bouchelle can challenge him at any point. The NFL has a new third string quarterback rule in which a third string quarterback can play. If certain things happens or two guys get ruled out, 
I would expect the Chiefs to keep three quarterbacks. I think they really like Shane Bouchelle. Obviously, Blaine Gabbert has a ton of experience. So I, I would expect those to be the three quarterbacks. Maybe they keep a practice squad quarterback, but th- those would be the three I would expect to make the team. I mean, he's fucking played for 32 teams in the NFL, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that's Mr. Consistent, Mr. Greatness, Patrick Mahomes. Shouldn't even be questioned, but, you know, we got to touch on him. On the defensive side, we've t- touched on uh, Chris Jones, um, Sneed. Who else do you want to talk about on the defense? So on the defense, it's mainly just their linebacking core is going to be really good. Nick Bolton, Willie Gay, Drew Tranquil, Leo Chanel. It's one of the deeper groups on this team. I, I'm really interested to see how they use Drew Tranquil and Nick Bolton. Uh, Drew Tranquil, maybe not as strong of a tackler, but he's supremely athletic and can do a lot of the things that Nick Bolton can't do. So when they get into pa- when they get into heavy passing situations, I expect a lot of Drew Tranquil. Then in terms of their defensive line, really it's just getting Chris Jones signed and seeing what you have in some of their young pass rushers. You're right. expecting a lot of George Kaloftis, uh, Felix Anaduke, who's and a DK Uzama, uh, Mike Dana, and then Charles Amena, who was suspended for six games. So I would expect at some point before the season starts them to bring in a veteran pass rusher, whether it's a Carlos Dunlap or someone of that magnitude. And on corners, you mentioned Trent, uh, Trent McDuffie earlier. Um... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Does he still have a, um, a high upside? Yeah, Jeremy Duffy. I, you can make the argument he's the best corner on the team already. He is, he is a really, really good player. Uh, he, he may have, you know, people will kind of say he struggled a little bit in the Super Bowl, but they're playing a really good team with two really good receivers. I felt like McDuffie, as you, if you really looked at McDuffie, from the time he got healthy in the middle of the season, through the end of the season, he, he really started to emerge as their best corner. He's maybe not their most versatile, which is, which is, what, Sneed, which is what Sneed does, but right. McDuffie, a cover corner, he is probably their best corner. He's definitely not as fast as him, but I, I agree with everything you said. I seen yesterday that they were having some uh, trash talking because how good he was doing on, on in training camp um, with him just saying that. Uh, Brett Beach had a lot of success. Huh? I was going to say, Brett Beach has had a lot of success finding corners late in the draft, like, or in the middle ra- middle to late rounds, like LeJerry Sneed, like Joshua Williams, like Jalen Watson. The fact he traded up for Trent McDuffie in the first round after having a track record of being able to find guys in the mid to late rounds at cornerback, I think that should tell you how highly the Chiefs think of Trent McDuffie. Safeties? How are we falling on safeties? Oh, overall, Justin Reed going into the second year in, in the system, I think he really started to kind of emerge as a really good player towards the end of the season. Brian Cook got more reps towards the end of the season, and you saw him start to take a step. 
They brought in, I believe, Mike Edwards from Tampa Bay, veteran safety, can do some of what Juan Thornhill did last year. They draft Jamari Connor in the fourth round from Virginia Tech. He's a versatile guy, can play inside, play down in the box, can play a too high safety role. And then you have uh, Deion Bush, who's a really solid special teamer. He'll probably make the team as a core special teamer. This is the first time in NFL history that they've had three um, people from the same team be in the top 10 at the NFL 100. That's Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Chris Jones. Is there any young guy on this team that you think could make it the fourth member? In the Creed, Humphrey. Creed Humphrey. Creed Humphrey? For, for next yeah. year. Really underrated. He He's a really good player. I would say Creed Humphrey and Le- and Legarius Sneed. Those are two guys who are really underrated, who are really important to the Chiefs. I think a, another guy who could emerge too is Nick Bolton. I think he really kind of came on late in the season. And when Nick Bolton and Willie Gay were playing well last year, the defense was rolling. So those, those are two guys that are important. But I would say in terms of who could crack the top 100, Creed Humphrey. Oh, no, 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 not the top 100. I'm talking about the top 10. Oh, top 10? I think Creed Humphrey. I, Centers usually don't get voted that high, but Creed Humphrey's really good. He, if you look at him, if you look at his number, I mean, it's hard to tell with offensive linemen and their analytics. Number, the analytics can vary from whoever you use and whoever's grading. Okay. But Creed is a really, really good player. Interesting. Okay, nice. Um, well, do you want to take a prediction at uh, what you think the uh, Chiefs' record is going to be this year? Uh, I I think I'll go 13-4, 14-3 again. I mean, th- this team has a this team has a chance to win a lot of games. I think they will win a lot of games. Sometimes it's just a matter of do you have a do you have luck on a day or not? Like the Colts, there's on nine out of ten days they beat the Colts. It was just the one time they lost the Colts last year. I mean, it, so, it happens. Upsets happen all the time. You know, you're not which, always the best. Which is why I'm sticking with 13 to 14 as opposed to saying 15 or 16 wins. Right. Well, I mean, I'm with you. As long as we get that many wins and Patrick Mahomes stays healthy, along with everybody else, which is be a miracle, I hope we get another Super Bowl ring. Yeah. He needs it for his legacy. Uh, yeah, this is – I really think if you're another team in the AFC, this is – you You have a lot of young quarterbacks in the AFC who are starting to come up and get new contracts or they're about to be – they're about to get new contracts. Last year and this year were the two years you needed to win before Mahomes really just t- took and put a stranglehold on this conference. Because, you know, I know we're going to write an article about it um, on Finn Flam Sports, but do you think uh, he has a shot at getting another MVP trophy? It's going to be incredibly hard, but, I mean, you just don't know until you get around, I would say, week 10, week 11, week 12. You don't really know who the MVP candidates are until we start getting closer to November, December. He's obviously in that conversation, correct? It's just going to be hard because it's so hard to win back-to-back MVPs. It's just it's incredibly hard to win back-to-back MVPs. And right, I'm saying he's he's obviously going to be in that conversation, right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you have guys like Burrow and Allen and Hertz who haven't won it yet, and voters are more likely to vote for them than voting for a guy back-to-back to win MVP. Well, it's happened before. Well, Roger just did it in 2020 and, and in 2021. He also, Ro- Rogers is one of the more interesting players in the fact I actually don't know if he would have won it in 2021. Until Brady had that bad game versus New Orleans, I mean, Brady should have won it. But that's my opinion. I I agree with you 100. percent That that probably was the one where Brady probably would have won it up until Chris Godwin got hurt. I believe Chris Godwin got hurt in that game. Yes. And 
that their team kind of fall apart towards the end of the season. Um, if that hadn't happened, I think Brady probably wins it in 2021. But that tells you how hard it is. It kind of took good luck and just a team kind of getting bit by injuries late in the season for a quarterback to win back-to-back MVP. You know, just touching on Brady real quick, um, kind of transitioning over if we're kind of done with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, the NFL's in good hands without Brady right now, right? There's a lot of good young quarterbacks. I would say the one issue is that the teams that are maybe some of the more legacy teams, like the Cowboys. I mean, Cowboys have a good quarterback, but Packers are in a different place. Bears are trying to figure out if they have a quarterback or not. The NFC is the conference that usually had stronger quarterback play, and it's definitely the AFC now. The 49ers, question mark at quarterback. You look at the Los Angeles Rams, do we really know if Stafford's going to be healthy? It, it we're, in a, we're in a different spot where the AFC has – way stronger they're way stronger and way deeper at quarterback than the nfc cooper cup at receiver yep oh well i mean that's if you were to if i were to tell you the story of how matt stafford has a bounce back season it's that he has healthy cooper cup his offensive line is better than it was last year they have a solid running game and that sean McVay is able to kind of do his magic and get the most out of a veteran seemingly beat up matt stafford is this Sean McVay's last year? I don't think so because I think he's going to want to go. If if McVay retires early, it's going to be because they have a lot of – he gets maybe to another Super Bowl and possibly wins another Super Bowl, and I don't think that's where the Rams are. I think the Rams are very much kind of an older team. They, to me, are a fringe playoff team at best. That I don't. I think if McVay's going to retire, it's going to be after a big triumphant season. Interesting. Okay. Well, I know that they were talking about him – there are rumors about him retiring last year because he was just exhausted. Yeah, McVeigh definitely to me isn't one of those guys who's going to be like an AD Reed and just coach for life. He definitely seems to me like he's going to retire early and take the TV job, like a John Gruden kind of thing. Definitely. Um, well, let's get into uh, kind of transition over. Well, we went from the Chiefs. Let's go to the the rest of the NFL. Who, what team is going to stick out? What what team in the AFC is going to, you know, try to stick it to Patrick Mahomes? So, obviously, you have the Bengals and you have the Bills. Those are the two that jump out at you immediately. Mm-hmm. I think the third team is Jacksonville. Jacksonville, has they're in a bad division. They have a really good young quarterback. And I think those are the two main reasons. And you have Trevor Lawrence going into the second year of Doug Peterson's offense. Those are the three reasons why I think he's going to have the Jaguars in a position to challenge the Chiefs. Mainly because it's not impossible that Jacksonville wins 13, 14, 15 games. Because their schedule isn't going to be overly daunting because six of their games are in the AFC South. And there's a lot of young quarterbacks in that division. There's a lot of – there's two rookie quarterbacks in Anthony Richardson and CJ Shroud. Then Ryan Tannehill is kind of a quarterback who the Titans aren't sure they're going to bring back. There's a lot of – a lot of teams are kind of rebuilding and trying to figure out where they are. Jacksonville could win a lot of games and possibly get the number one seed if – everything goes right for them this season. It's possible. And the way he played and bounced back, just in some some of the worst games you could ever play. And then just, especially in the same game, and then bounce back and then play the way he he, he has done. Um, Trevor Lawrence, anything is possible with that, dude. And I'm actually happy for him that he'd be, he, he's a winner. And he showed why he's a winner, because he's, he's really that damn good. And I think of the other teams in the AFC, they all kind of have flaws. With the Jets, it's, is Rodgers still going to be good? Can the defense repeat? Are they going to be able to figure out figure it out in their first year? You yeah. you have a team like Miami who we don't know if their quarterback is going to be able to finish the season. You have the Ravens who have had a banged up quarterback. Cleveland, 
we need to see Deshaun bounce back. And then and and then you have a team like the Chargers in the AFC West who they their roster's kind of in limbo. They have a lot of older players, a lot of older, highly paid players. They need to win the season, but I'm not really sure they're in position. I know they hired Kellen Moore, but I still have concerns about him. I think Dak got way too much blame, and I think some of the issues were on Kellen Moore. And when I'm thinking of Kellen Moore, some of his issues, giving the ball to Zeke, who was, who was clearly washed, just kept giving him the ball and giving him snaps, didn't make me think that highly of Kellen Moore. But getting back to the Bills and the Bengals, this is kind of the this is it for them. Their Josh Allen's contract, his contract really has start it really starts to have ramifications after the season. Joe Burrow, he's probably getting paid at some point this year or early next offseason. You need to really start winning before you have to pay these quarterbacks and the cap number starts jumping up into the 50 to 60 millions. So so we don't have to go through the whole list of the NFL. Just give me your top five quarterbacks, top five teams. Um, in in the AFC, and then we'll go to the NFC after we're done. But instead of going through all 32 teams, let's just kind of focus on on the top five teams of each conference, and then kind of go through there. So you know, it doesn't just prolong everything. So starting one, obviously the Chiefs in the AFC. Two, I would put the Bengals. They've been in back to back AFC Championship games. They were in the Super Bowl in the 2021 season. Mm-hmm. They're number two. I would put Jacksonville three, just because I I think. They're set up and they're in a better position than the Bills, who are my fourth team. Just the Bills have been a little bit noisy and I'm a little bit concerned about them. I still think they'll make the playoffs and they'll be okay, but they concern me a little bit. And then for the fifth team, I'll begrudgingly go with the Jets because I think their defense is really good. Really? And I think they'll figure it out enough with Rodgers to be a viable team, at least in terms of a, of a playoff team. Okay. Well, here's. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying I trust Rodgers and the Jets more than what the Chargers have or what the Dolphins have. So you're going Chiefs, Bengals, uh, Jacksonville, Bills, and Jets. Who's your, Jets. Yeah. Do you have a, a wild card in there? That's an interesting question. I will go – I'll go with the Ravens. If Lamar can stay healthy, I think they'll be a playoff team. And they'll I knew you are fucking going there. They'll, they'll give a team trouble. I don't know if they'll necessarily give the Chiefs trouble. They could give a team like the Bengals or Bills trouble. They nearly beat the Bengals with a backup quarterback. So they're my team. Who is the one? I'm going to go, obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs, number one. Number two, the Bengals. Number three, I'm going to still give Justin Herbert the edge. Um. Oh, yeah. all Him and his blow a 28-point lead. I know. Hey, the Chiefs were there. Well, that was also Alex Smith. And that was because of the fucking defense, but let's be honest. <laughs> um, But Chiefs, Bengals, Chargers, Jaguars – um, the Dolphins, number five. Mm. I love their. I, I love the offense. The the offseason movements that they made this year, and those are my five. And then my wild card, it's going to be either the Pittsburgh Steelers or Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns. Mister Nasty Man over there. <laughs> what do you think about the, that top five in the wild card? Yeah, I don't. I mean, the Steelers. You know, they're always going to be competitive because they have Mike Tomlin as their coach. The biggest question with them is, can he pick it and can he take a step forward? Um, and then with the Browns, can Deshaun Watson turn back into 2019, 2020 Deshaun Watson? Right. That's really the biggest question. If he can do that, they're a viable playoff team. Probably not a championship team because I think they have a, they have a lot of holes, but they're a viable playoff team. Besides the AFC West, 
that may be the best division just on paper, honestly. Not because of the I, quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but you said because of Mike Tomlin. I still um, think AFC. I think it's the AFC East. You have Bel- the worst team in the division is the Patriots. Belichick's a top out basically every time. You then have the Miami Dolphins, who they have all the talent in the world, but you're not really sure about their quarterback if he if he can stay healthy through an entire season or if he can be consistent through an entire season. You move you move up, then it's the Jets. Aaron Rodgers, can they figure it out in year one? Can their defense repeat what they did last year? And then you have the Bills, who are a good team, but they seemingly have some internal strife, and they're kind of in a make-or-break year. Yeah, but that's just that's the second most interesting uh, division in the AFC. I think it's the I think it's the most interesting division in the AFC. Really, you can make a case for three different teams winning the division. I could say that. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. The AFC North, because of the Steelers, the Browns, the Ravens. See, I think the Bengals will win that division. And the Bengals. I think the Bengals win that division no matter what, though. Well, if Joe Burrow, if he gets hurt with it, let's just be honest. If he he was hurt, he got hurt in in, uh, in um training camp, right? Uh, he has a little bit of a calf issue. Should be ready for the start of the season. What happens if he gets hurt? What happens if he gets hurt? Well, I mean, if uh, that's any team, though. I mean, other than other than maybe of the top tier teams. If a quarterback were to get hurt, which coach could put his team in position to at least be in the playoffs? Maybe not win, but be competitive. Andy Reid. I mean, Andy Reid, he's done it multiple times, whether it's been Jeff Garcia or just name the random quarterbacks he's been able to win with. Right. The Bengals are probably, if Joe Burrow gets hurt, they probably miss the playoffs. They're probably one of the five worst teams in the NFL. Well, you notice in my top five, I didn't have the Bills. Yeah, I mean, the Bills are an interesting team. They, they, they might win 12, 13 games. They also could win seven or eight and need to completely blow everything up. And it's not that I don't like the Bills, because I do. I like Josh Allen. But after last year when you said, and, and even in, in the offseason, and you had the XFL going, and you said Ben DiNucci and Josh Allen should be brothers because they make the stupidest fucking plays to cost themselves the game. And, and he that, did it. That's going to huh? be the biggest issue with Josh Allen is there's going to yeah. be three, four plays a game he makes where if the other defense makes a play, the Bills are going to lose. It's what happened against that's what happened against the the Dolphins in the wild card game, and they got bailed out by some bad coaching in a third string quarterback for the for the Dolphins. Yep. And then against the Bengals, they just were overmatched. Yeah, I mean, after you said that, and I seen that that game in the snow, which everybody said that the Bengals are going to get destroyed because it's in the snow, and that's the Bills' home turf, and that's their environment. Psych. After you brought that shit up. I, I've looked at Josh Allen and that team differently. I don't even know if it's Josh Allen, but he does make some horrible fucking mistakes in the worst moments, to be fair. <laughs> but I'm hoping that the Miami Dolphins and their and a lot of the trades that they made and the signings that they've done in the offseason, I hope that they can actually take that division, to be honest with you. The biggest issue with Miami is just, can they keep Tua healthy and can he be consistent for an entire season? We've literally never seen that happen with Tua. It, it, that, that's, that's where the Dolphins' season is going to be made or broken, is... Can Tua stay healthy, and can he be consistent for an entire season? Who can um, who who's their backup? Mike White from the Jets. Mm. Well, they're fucked. Yeah, it's just not, but... they're they're in a rough spot. They they need Tua to stay healthy, but he's one of the, Tua. It's not like Tua. Oh man, he hurt his leg and it just never got healthy, or he hurt his shoulder and it never got healthy. These are concussions. If he, in theory, if he got a concussion early in the season, he may not return to play this season or maybe ever correct um so you got your five i got my five bills are in yours bills aren't in mine um your wild card was the ravens my wild card was either the browns or the um pittsburgh steelers 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Let's go to the NFC. For the NFC, I mean, it's like a mosh posh of anything can happen. Besides, probably with the exception of the Eagles, do the Eagles take that conference again or what? You're gonna hate what I'm gonna say, but I'm gonna. My number one team in the NFC is gonna be the Cowboys this year. What the fuck? It's gonna be the Cowboys. I think the Eagles take a step back. I think their defense. I think their defense feasted on playing bad quarterbacks. While I'm kind of concerned about Mike McCarthy being in charge of the Cowboys offense. Yeah, and you hate Mike McCarthy, and you've it, talked. You talk so much shit about him. Especially coming into this offseason. And, and, well, and that that's coming from me. But I also think I don't I think people are I think people are overlooking. I don't think Kellen Moore, just because Kellen Moore got hired by the Chargers and people think really highly of him. I think they're giving him a pass for last season. And yes, Dak didn't play great. I think some of it was Kellen Moore, though. I don't think he put Dak in great positions at times. And he kind of put a lot of pressure on him, especially when he kept giving Zeke carries and Zeke was clearly washed. He couldn't move. He he can't run anymore. And they kept giving him touches. They kept putting him out there. I, I do think the Cowboys are gonna. I think the Cowboys have a really good offense, and I think they have a really good defense. I trust their pass rush, and I like their skill position guys on offense. I think they'll be the best team in the NFC this year. Mm. At number two, Philadelphia Eagles. I think Jalen Hurts. I think that offense is gonna be really good. I I'm a little bit worried about their defense. They have a lot of young talent. They have a lot of guys from Georgia randomly on their defense. I, I think it's going to be shaky for most of the year because they have a lot of young players on their defense and their secondary is kind of old. James Bradbury, Darius Slade, they're kind of old there. So I think that could be an issue. Also, their linebackers, not not a big fan of them. Number three, I have San Francisco 49ers. I think if San Francisco had a quarterback, they'd probably be number one. That's the biggest question. Brock Purdy, he played a little bit last year. He looked okay. But what happens when he plays more? Their backup is seemingly Sam Darnold. I don't really like Sam Darnold. I don't think he's that good. And then you have Trey Lance, who they took at, or they took with pick three, but he hasn't really played, and they seem to have lost a lot of faith in him. Number four, this one. Hold on, real quick, just to go over. You got the Cowboys, the Eagles. The third one was who? The 49ers. 49ers and fourth? Mm-hmm. Well, no, at third. They'd be third. The 49ers would be third. Yeah, I'm saying about now, and then now is your fourth, right? Yes, now it's fourth. I will go with the Seattle Seahawks. I really like their offense. I think very be, nice. I think they'll be improved defensively. If Geno has a repeat season of what he had last year, combined with the talent they have on offense and the an improved defense, I think they're a sneaky team to win the NFC West this year. So I would have them at four. And then fifth, this becomes difficult because this conference is just weak. I believe I will go with the Detroit Lions. I'll go with the Detroit Lions. That's right. Take a step forward. I think they're a playoff team. I think they I think they have limitations at quarterback, and I think we'll see that as they play better teams this season. But they they would be my fifth team. I like that. And okay, then as well, a wild card, I'll go with the Chicago Bears. I don't think Chicago Bears for the fucking wild card? That's a hell of a wild card. I don't I don't think they'll be like a Super Bowl contender, but I I can see them making the playoffs. I think they'll have a pretty fun offense to watch. I think their defense they'll be I think they'll be passable enough to be a playoff team. Maybe they surprise the team because they're going to be kind of a weird team to play. They're, they're, 
they're going to be a weird team to play in which Justin Fields could run for 150 yards a game or he might throw for 300 because their offense is that much improved. I don't, I wouldn't say they're a Super Bowl threat, but I think they're a really good team to come up and maybe challenge a team like San Francisco. What's the number one biggest factor that, you, that you're claiming that, that making that statement? Is just it just because the offense has improved or what? Played like a top 10 quarterback. Say that again. I'm sorry. You kind of broke up. Say that again. Justin Fields had a stretch last season in which he played like a top 10 quarterback. He just yes. didn't around him. His okay, so what's the number one, that's, the, that's the number one reason why you're claiming, why you're making that statement? Yeah, I think Justin Fields is going to take a big step forward this year. Okay. okay. Even even with the 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 lack of depth at, recep- at receivers and, and well, stuff I, like that? They have a healthy Darnell Mooney. We'll see what Chase Claypool does in, his, in, his, in another season in the Bears offense. They traded for DJ Moore. Cole Komet is a nice piece. They have a good running game. I, I think they'll be able to figure it out offensively. I don't think it's going to light the world on fire. I think it'll be fun, though. And I think I think it'll be enough to make the playoffs. Okay. Well, let me. Uh, I don't know, not, didn't expect that that wild card. <laughs> You're probably not going to expect mine either. Um, number one. You have Taylor. One. Huh? You're gonna have Taylor Heineke in the Falcons at one. <laughs> uh, he's number two. Um, Philadelphia Eagles is number one. I'm gonna go number two. Detroit Lions. Number three. The Seattle Seahawks. Number four. The Minnesota Vikings. Um, this is where I get. Nervous. Number five, Derek Carr, and the and the New Orleans Saints. Of course you would. The <laughs> uh, number six. I mean, uh, uh, my wild card. I'm sorry. If Taylor Heineke is playing, as seems it appears that most of the team in training camp for the Falcons wants Taylor Heineke to play over Desmond Ritter, I'm going to go with the wild card uh, with Taylor Heineke. And if he starts and keeps playing. They're taking that. They're taking that division. So can you go over that list again? Okay. Well, the Phil- the Philadelphia Eagles, the Detroit Lions, the Seattle Seahawks, the New Orleans Saints, or the, the Minnesota Vikings, the New Orleans Saints, and with well, that, that was five, right? Yeah. And the Falcons behind Falcons. Nike. Yeah, of course the convoluted. Well, if Hanke is starting on the Falcons. Yes. That's just what, being fair. What What makes you high on the Vikings? The only, I think that it's the team's the same for the most part, with the exception well, of no Dalvin. Yes, well, I was gonna say with the exception of Dalvin Cook, and then you replace Thielen with Jordan Addison, which is fine. Yeah, I I, I thought Thielen, I thought Thielen was overrated. I didn't think he played good. I, I felt like the Vikings kind of overachieved last year. I think they're much more like a nine or ten win team than like a thirteen win team, with a which they did last year. Well, see, I I have a tough decision to make um, whenever I do this this article of who's going to take that division and I, i'm leaning towards detroit but that's probably because the underdog fanboy in me but i i still see minnesota taking that division i don't think green bay is going to do anything well that's the that's the well green bay it's all about jordan love and how good he is yes oh, with the lions i think a lot of it is is the defense going to be improved and how do they play against better teams I trust Dan campbell i trust Dan campbell but you are exactly right that's the reason i don't have the winning the division um is because of defense. They, their yeah. offense, Jared Goff, Jared Goff should be a fucking Hall of Famer just for what he did last year in, in that fucking organization. Then you have the Bears, who are a young team. They might have a shaky defense. We're not really sure how good they'll be and a lot of new pieces offensively. But I, I overall, I like the talent. And then you have you have the, you have the Lion, Lions and Vikings, who are kind of, they're in similar spots. The Vikings defense was really bad last year. They have a lot of talent on offense. They're going to throw the ball a lot. Kirk Cousins is probably going to put up pretty big numbers. Then on the 
on the Lions, they're gonna try to they're gonna try to run the ball. They'll do play action. Jirgoff's probably a pretty big numbers, but you don't really trust the defense, and you don't really trust it against good playoff caliber teams. Their biggest win was probably what the Packers last year. Yes, that was also against a team that well, people aren't very. There are some people that are not high on Aaron Rodgers and they think he's washed. So, how great of a win is that when you look at it like that? So I, that's a fair I, point. A lot about the Lions early in the season. That's a fair point. But also, mind you, the Lions were scoring high, high amount of points. I think they averaged like 35 points per game. The first few I, games. Yes, at, at one point. But their defense just dropped the ball so many times. Do you my, know anything with the Detroit Lions of whether or not their defense has stepped up any bit? Any? Can you give me a percentage of, of how much it has stepped up? Or is it just, it just you don't know? It's just their their defense has been pretty bad. I mean, they got better towards the end of the season, but they were, it's not like they were playing a murderer's row of quarterbacks. Right. Um. Can you put Jared Goff in the MVP conversation? No, I don't think he's going to be good enough to win MVP. Good enough in which way? Putting out numbers and winning. I think Jared Goff, and if if he's going to have a good season, I think he throws 35 touchdowns, eight picks, 4,800 passing yards, 4,600 passing yards. I think about really good numbers, I don't think, I don't think they will be MVP numbers. I think they will be a step below MVP numbers. I think to win MVP this year, you need 40 touchdowns, probably 5,000 yards. Oh, you should make an article about that one. That's a good, that's a, that's a strong statement. Hmm. So is it's, Jared Goff I, in the I, conversation? Yeah, I was going to say, my biggest issue overall with Jared Goff goes back to last year. And their offense started out strong. And then they had that game versus the Patriots where they absolutely got destroyed. Uh-huh. And Belichick really gave golf fits. And my issue is when you actually play better teams with good coaching, is he going to be able to do that? Or is he going to be more? Is he going to be big numbers, Jared Goff? Or is he going to be 23 for 37, 195 yards, a touchdown and a pick? Yeah, but mind you, their offensive line, um, rumbling and tumbling. Yeah, their, their, their offensive line is good. They'll be able to run the ball. But my question is, are you going to be able to consistently throw the ball against good teams? Well, didn't their running back um, – wasn't he the, the the leading rusher in the NFL last year? Uh, he had the most touchdowns of any running back. Uh, he did not lead the league in rushing, but he had the most touchdowns of any running back. He okay. also – he is also not on their team anymore. He I believe he signed with the Saints in free agency. Correct. And so why are you saying you're surprised about Derek Carr, that he's on my top five? Him and the Saints. I don't think the Saints roster is that good. I think they're they're a little bit of an older roster too, where uh, they could probably win the N- NFC South because it's not great. But that team probably has a ceiling of maybe ten or eleven wins and losing in the first round of the playoffs. I just I just don't I don't see them winning a ton of games. I don't really trust their offensive coaching staff now. The shot Payton's not there. They have a lot of pieces, but I don't I don't think they have enough to make a great team. That's fair. Well, it should be interesting. Should be very very interesting. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to pay attention to the Atlanta Falcons with Taylor Heineke, the Detroit Lions with Jared Goff, obviously the Kansas City Chiefs. I want to see what Jimmy Garoppolo does in Las Vegas. Russell Wilson, who's been one of my favorite quarterbacks for the past He's 10 years. Completely done. Um, if if the the magician Sean Payton can't get him in shape, he needs to retire. That boy is cooked. He needs to retire. Um, J- uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, I hope he plays well. I really do. And I think he also, will. Also, it feels like he's about to get hurt in week like five. Who? He already has the foot issue. Garoppolo? He's about to get hurt in week five and miss the entire season. Who are you speaking about? Jimmy G. Oh, yeah. But he just came He just came back from um, off surgery. 
Yeah, I mean, you hope he's healthy, but I mean, it's Jimmy Garoppolo, and one way or another, he's probably going to get hurt in the middle of the season. Well, that, if that's the case, it's the same thing with um, the Bengals quarterback. Joe Burrow? Yes. I mean, Joe Burrow has been able to be – he's been able to stay healthy for the most part. He got hurt in the middle of his rookie year, but he's been healthy 2021-2022. That's all I'm saying. He got hurt one time. He got hurt without any real contact last week. You never know what his future holds is all I'm saying. You can't just blame it on Jimmy G. What's your Super Bowl prediction for this year? That's tough. I don't know. I hope the Chiefs and somebody. I will go Chiefs over the Cowboys. They'll win 31-21. You know, I'm going to go. Okay, hear me out before I even make this. I read that the San Francisco 49ers last year, playoff time, were calling Phillip Rivers. Did you hear that? Oh yeah, I, I don't, I don't fully know the story, but I know there was something about maybe they called Philip Rivers or Philip Rivers called them, but uh, they weren't able to work anything out. They reached out to Philip Rivers. That that'd be it'd be an interesting emergency option. I mean, the way they're running through quarterbacks, there they might. Yeah. Somebody. Um, I don't, I don't know, Jess. I, I I see the Chiefs. For my first pick for the for the AFC would be the Chiefs. The second pick. Um, would be the Bengals if Joe Burrow stays healthy. If not, then it goes to the Chargers or the or the or the Jaguars. Um, I don't know. I, I I want to say the Eagles, but you made a good point. I still think they're going to take the conference if Jalen Hurts stays healthy. But if Gardner Minshew or whoever the fuck is his backup, Marcus Mariota, huh? Marcus Mariota. Oh God, the paper man, Marcus Mariota. Fuck. All right, Gardner Minshew, call him back. We need him. Um. If he stays healthy, then the Eagles can take it, and then we'll go against the Eagles again. Um, but if he doesn't, look for that Seattle defense to step up and go against Kansas City against their old AFC West rival, which I think would be a great game. The two oldest coaches in the NFL going against each other, and um, Andy Reid and Pete Carroll, that'd be awesome. So I'm, I'm going to say it. Chiefs, Seahawks, Super Bowl. Who do you think wins MVP this season? It's not going to be a quarterback. Oh, it's 100% going to be a quarterback. No, it's not. It's not. I I think I will go Trevor Lawrence this year. Nope. I think I will go Trevor Lawrence for MVP this season. I think it's Derek take... Carr. Okay, uh-huh. No, Jess, it is. Yeah, it's Derek Carr. Look at the Who... Okay, oh, tell me this. Tell me this. Can they beat Baker Mayfield? Yeah, they'll probably be big. I don't question the Saints' ability to make playoffs. I think if... If everything clicks, they'll probably make playoffs because that division stinks. Okay, my point. Can they yeah, beat they'll, they'll Baker? They'll probably lose to the Eagles or the Cowboys, wherever they play in the wild card. Can they beat Baker with, with Tampa Bay? Yes, twice. I say they beat him. Can they beat Carolina twice? Yep. I would That's... actually say Carolina is interesting because they have a pass rush and they're, I think they're going to have a running game. I don't really know. Quarterback. I, don't know I don't really know if Bryce Young's going to work. He's not the biggest guy in the world. My but, point. The pa- the Panthers are the team that if if I were to pick a wild card team out of all the teams that make the playoffs, it'd probably be the Panthers. Them going from the first pick to making the playoffs. They they trade up for the first pick. They're not a normal team to pick one because they traded up to get the first pick. I I think that's a team that could be a team that makes the playoffs, and it really wouldn't be that shocking. I thought they had a pretty good roster last year, and if not for them blowing the lead against Tampa, they would have made the playoffs. Well, or Sam Darnold getting hurt left and right. Oh, that that also happened too. Um, so I say there's four games right there. Then who else is uh, in their division? The the Falcons. You got to. They maybe win one. That's five games. And if he plays lights out in those five, plus another six, 
he's in the conversation for MVP. I'm gonna go with Derek Carr. Yeah, that no, it's not gonna happen. No, I'm going Justin Herbert. I don't think he can win it if he doesn't win his division. See, that's stupid. I, I don't like how well, they I mean, do that. He's gonna he's gonna have probably similar or slightly worse numbers than Mahomes. I don't think he wins it if he doesn't win his own division. At that point, a guy like Josh Allen or, or Burrow or Trevor Lawrence is going to win it because they're at that point they've won their division. Also, don't discount Aaron Rodgers. If the Jets are good and win that division, Aaron Rodgers might have a he might have another MVP in him. I don't know. It's too tough to say MVP. Honestly, it's it's just way too tough. Well, the problem with MVP is you don't really know until about November. Once you get around Murray. Once you get around Thanksgiving, you have an idea who's going to be in the conversation for MVP. You figure in the, in, the, in the NFC West, nobody. I don't see anybody coming coming out of that fucking division. I don't, I don't, unless Brock Pur- Brock Purdy um, comes up with the fucking miracle out of his ass, I don't see it happening. Even even then, I mean, the, the Cardinals are going to be really bad. I don't think the Rams are going to be that good. San Francisco doesn't really have a stable quarterback position. And I think Gino will have good numbers. I don't think he'll have MVP numbers. I'm with you on that. Um, then you figure the NFC South. Who besides Derek Carr? Probably, Nobody, no, huh? Probably none of those teams would have an MVP candidate. I'm gonna say Derek Carr just to give him that. Okay, I mean that's, got, that's that's stretching it, but sure. NFC East, you have Hertz possibility. Dak, you have Dak a possibility. Who else? I don't think Danny Dimes is gonna do anything like that. I don't think he's that type of quarterback. And what is that? Sam Howell? Yeah, that's not gonna happen. That's not happening. Um. <laughs> NFC North, Justin, uh, um, Justin Fields. Fields could be him having a big breakout season. I think he could do it. That's fair. That might be the, that might be the one to go with, Jess. Um, that, well, I mean, he'd probably be my long shot bet to do it. If there's going to be a long shot guy, it's probably going to be someone like Justin Fields. So you got Justin Fields, Jared Goff. I just don't think he's going to have the numbers. I, I I don't think he'll have the numbers. Do you think Kirk Cousins is going to beat him twice? Who? Jared Goff. I don't, think a- Kirk Cousins, I, I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to be MV, in the MVP voting, voting, but he has to beat the fucking Vikings to take over I, that division. I would, it, with, with all the changes the Vikings have made and how people kind of think they're going to be down, if they were to win 12 or 13 games and he's got 35, 40 touchdowns, I think he'd have a shot. I don't think Ooh. he'd win it, he'd have a shot. Jared Goff? No, Kirk Cousins. No, I'm, I didn't I didn't think he's in, he went in the conversation. Oh, I thought you were, no, I think for Jared Goff, I mean, he... He would need to have the perfect season where he has up around 40 touchdowns, 4,600 passing yards. I, yeah. I don't know that the, the Lions are also an interesting team where I don't know if how they play, they'll blow a bunch of teams out. Right. Where, where he, like, I don't think he's going to win it, but Kirk Cousins plays on the Vikings, and they're probably going to play in a lot of high-scoring games. They're probably not going to do it, but if they do what they did last year where they win a lot of close games and he has 40 touchdowns, with the expectations the Vikings had coming into the season, I can see Kirk Maybe getting some consideration. I don't think he'd win it. How many years does Justin Jefferson have left on his contract in Minnesota? I believe he's in his fourth year. He has his fifth year option. He has two more. Okay, so Kirk Cousins, this is his last year there. Um, I, I would assume so. I mean, unless unless he makes the playoffs, they win a game, and people think they're really like the the actual team thinks if we make a couple changes, we're close. I would think this would be his last season. Last season, period, or last season in Minnesota? Last season in Minnesota. Okay. Um, who on a just real quick, who can take that position that's already in the NFL right now? Not saying a quarter, a, a draft, and um, a pick in the draft, but who right now can can fill that that void to to help boost that team? 
Oh man, that's a that's a that's just a tough one off the I mean, a lot of the quarterbacks I'm thinking of are kind of the same guy. Kind of like kind of like Ryan Tannehill, but like I don't he's not better than Kirk Cousins. You at that point you might as well just pay Kirk Cousins. That's who I was thinking of about Ryan Tannehill right now. Uh yeah, I mean you start kind of going through you start I'm trying to think of teams that maybe could get rid of quarterbacks, but quarterbacks in their contract year. Josh I, Allen. It, it would have to be a situation in which they trade for a young quarterback like a Trey Lance and they just completely like they have too high of a pick to trade up. And they really end up falling in love with Trey Lance or something and trade for a guy like that. I I, I can't see them not having a quarterback. It, they won't have another quarterback that's in the NFL other than Kirk Cousins. He will be the only quarterback that's in the NFL that's that would be their starting quarterback. It's gonna it either has to be him or somebody new coming to the league, a rookie. Mm. Kirk, because that that's where you get stuck. Kirk Cousins is too good to pass up for like a Ryan Tannehill type guy. I Correct. don't see any veteran player who is about to get traded. So at that point, you have to draft somebody who's an unknown over taking someone that's already a known. How many years does Dak Prescott have on his contract? He just—I think he just signed his new contract a couple of years ago. I mean, I can't—I can't see the Cowboys trading him to the Vikings. I think they would try to trade him to an AFC team before they trade him to the NFC. Gotcha. I mean, that—that that would be the—that'd be the thing. It was if the the Cowboys are really bad and they fall in love with the quarterback, or they trade like three first-round picks to go up and get a quarterback, and then they have to move Dak. But I mean that that's a that's a lot of crazy stuff to happen, and I just I can't see it happening. Mm. Bring back Sam Bradford. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I, I I was thinking that about that last week. I'm like, if Kirk Cousins goes down, or or if he just calls it quits after this season, who the fuck is going to replace him in Minnesota? Well, that's the thing you you can't replace him with another quarterback already in the NFL because all those guys are on teams and they're not going to get traded. Philip Rivers? Yeah, uh-huh. Um, I heard he's, he's working out. He's having a 10th kid. Huh? You, you, have, you have to draft your own quarterback to replace, to, or to replace Kirk Cousins. Because at, at that point, none of the quarterbacks are going to be available. Are you going to be better than him? Or they're just not going to be upgrade? Well, Ryan Tannehill's not an upgrade. Kirk Cousins is better than he is. Or at least yeah. I think he is. I'm with you. And if you look at the guys who are going to be available, I can't think of a star quarterback that's going to force his way out or do something like that. So... It, it, you're just kind of stuck with Kirk Cousins or draft a young quarterback, and I think it'll be draft a young quarterback. Yeah, that that that's uh, and you know I don't watch college football, but I don't know if there's anybody in the in that system coming up to uh, the, to the guy who, who's going to get traded up for if if a team already has a quarterback and they have the number one pick, unless they want to move off the guy they already have, Caleb Williams is going to be the number one pick. And what school is that from? USC. Okay. And then number two pick will probably be Drake May out of North Carolina. And then what we're talking third quarterback. I mean, I'd actually have to sit down and go through the list. I've heard JJ McCarthy out of Michigan get a lot of buzz. I don't think he's that good, but people are thinking first round pick for him. I, I don't see it, but that's three right there of guys who could who could be first round quarterbacks just right there. That's all foreign gibberish to me. But if you're saying it, I believe it. Well, um, we pretty much covered our predictions for you know the top five with the wild card predictions um, coming out of each conference. Do you want to add anything else? We've already spoke about um, our team, the Chiefs. Um, kind of hint on some other top five teams in each conference. Over, overall, I think this season's really interesting because you have a couple teams. I would say like the Jets, the Bills, the Bengals. They have to win this season. Jets have an old quarterback. The Bengals got to start paying people. Bills got to kind of remake their roster after this season. And if they let Mahomes win another one, he he's completely got a stranglehold on this conference. And at that point, we could then start talking about him getting to five, six, seven championships. 
Yeah. And then in the NFC, it's do the Eagles cement their status as the top dog in the NFC or is it musical chairs? Does somebody else jump up there and make Super Bowl? Do the, do the 49ers find a way to cobble together enough quarterback play to make the Super Bowl again? The NFC is just kind of – the NFC is interesting. And last year, there, were, there really wasn't a team until the Eagles just came up and emerged as the dominant team. But they also played – they also had a schedule that made it easy for them to kind of beat up on bad teams. Then in the NFC Championship game, they're playing Josh Johnson and Chris McCaffrey at running back. Right. Um, yeah, I just I think the NFC is one of the more wide open conferences, especially if it's not going to be the Eagles. Could be most teams that make the playoffs. I, I I'm interested to see if we get a one of those crazy appearances out of the NFC in terms of a wild in terms of a Super Bowl uh, a uh, Super Bowl appearance. Well, I gave my pick Baker Mayfield. Definitely not going to be him. I, I do. <laughs> I, I I would though if the the one team I really think if things break right, could be like a Seattle where we get Geno Smith in the Super Bowl for a season. It may never happen again. It may never even be close to happen again. But this is the type of season where you could see a Geno Smith sneak into the Super Bowl for a season. That's what I said with my Super Bowl prediction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree with you with that one. Chiefs, and, and I mean, again, Dallas, I would say Dallas last year had everything going right for them. I think they matched up great versus the Eagles. The 49ers had a bad game offensively. They couldn't take advantage of it. They lost to the 49ers for a second year in a row. And then the Eagles just trounce a banged up 49ers team. I think this the Cowboys, if we're ever going to see them make a, make a Super Bowl, it's going to have to be this season. I think their team is about to change. They're going to have to start paying people. Cameron Smith's getting a little bit older. They're going to, we'll see if they pay Zach Martin. Michael Parsons, his contract is coming up, or at least he's not, it's not coming up, but it's coming up for an extension yes. because he finished his third year. If the Cowboys are going to do it, this is probably it. I'm, I'm pulling for Geno. It would be a great story. Geno and Derek Carr. That'd be a good uh, NFC Championship game. Yeah, I can't see that happening, but I mean. Fucking dick. Well, to me, the biggest question mark, though, is what does the Eagles defense look like and how bad or mid-level quarterback is the 49ers play? Quarterback. Well, play. Okay, okay. <laughs> you, you say that, but are we overhyping? The 49ers? They have, I think they have one of the best rosters in the NFL. Might even be the best top to bottom. Their quarterback play, you can't trust any of it. I don't care what the numbers say about, oh, Brock Purdy and Jimmy Garoppolo combined for this. And their numbers combined were solid or they were great. If you watch 49ers play, quarterback is clearly the biggest issue. And if they don't make the Super Bowl, it's going to be because of quarterback. Phillip Rivers. Um, well, George Kittle did say, I think last week, I'm pretty sure you saw it. He said that the window of winning is is closing and it's closing fast did you him did you see him say that i didn't see him say that but i mean it, it's true you gotta pay you gotta pay nick bosa george kittle's getting older he's already been a guy who's been a little bit beat up in his career uh you, they're getting older on the offensive line like trent williams he's he's an older left tackle it, it, it's time for them if they're gonna if they're gonna make another super bowl it's gotta be probably now figure Kato's been in the league. One, two, three, four, five, six years. How old is he? I think he's probably right around 29, 30 now. Okay, in just a second. One second. 29 years old, and he looks and he, 50. He has some wear and tear on him. And this could easily kind of be it. If you look at the 49ers, you got Kittle, Trent Williams, uh, Debo Samuel. They have guys with some wear and tear on them. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is their time to win. If they don't win, 
it I would say in the next season or two, they're probably they're probably gonna have to kind of soft it's gonna be a soft rebuild for that team. Let's see. Give me one second. Pulling up an uh an interview that he did yesterday on the quarterbacks on the quarterbacks that are playing for his team. I want to play that here in just a second so you can hear what he had to say. Seems like he's doing uh what do you call that? The lush movement over all these quarterbacks that he doesn't know who's going to be the number one quarterback. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna play this real quick, Jess. Oh, okay. sorry about that. And here we go. What he wanted to convey to you guys about what, what you need to get done. Um, we have a fantastic roster. Um, you know, everybody tells us that we're a really good football team. Doesn't really matter right now, you know. Um, so we got to go out there and work really, really hard every single day. And, you know, hopefully we can take a really good roster and make it a really great roster by our work ethic, you know, our intent every single day. Um, and as long as we get out of this thing healthy with a lot of hard work, we have the ability to take that good, uh, great roster and do some really special things with it. So just get after it every single day and just attack one day at a time. Trey looked like he's improved from the office from last year to this year. What have you noticed specifically about his improvement or where has he improved in your mind? Just today in this one practice. I know I'm, I'm, I'm teasing. Um, what I've seen since, you know, last season throughout OTAs today, I mean, you can just, he has a confidence to him. Like he doesn't look like he's second guessing himself. He doesn't look like he's, you know, thinking about the plays at all plays calls. He knows what it is. He steps in the hall with confidence. And if you can just do those things, it just gives you, you know, an opportunity to go be great. Cause you're not thinking about anything else. So he steps up there, he had some good balls today, threw them well. I uh, loved on a third down pocket broke down escapes gets a first down with his legs like that's what we wanted to do we wanted to you know use his athleticism to make plays and you know that's just what he's doing and like i said dude, having fun confidence makes me happy thoughts uh yeah i mean it, 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 i would say more than any team in the nfc maybe other than uh, uh, the cowboys along with them it's make or break for them if they're gonna make a if they're gonna make a run for a championship it's gotta be the. and so do we know if trey lance is actually starting over brock purdy or what I mean, my my assumption, just based off how they split reps, is that Brock Purdy seems like he's ready to go, and he'll probably be the starter, and the backup will probably be Sam Darnold. And Trey Lance? Will probably be the third-string quarterback. Oh, God. That just sounds so fucking messy. Uh, yeah, I mean, the 49ers missing on that pick, not great. No. Well, Jess, it's been a great show. Um, interesting picks. So I got the Chiefs and the 49ers. And, uh, um, the Seattle Seahawks in the Super Bowl. And you got who? I forgot. Chiefs of the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Chiefs of the Cowboys. Chiefs of the Cowboys. Whatever the turns out. Because your hate for Mike McCarthy has turned into love, and I'm shocked. No, well, I mean, I just, I, you know what? Sometimes, sometimes you gotta, sometimes you gotta pick play guards, pick coaches you don't like. That, that, yeah, that's but... probably my one hang up with the Cowboys is Mike McCarthy. If they, if they had anything better than Mike McCarthy, I would almost be assured they would make the, make the Super Bowl. Well, if they go two and six, um, or two and four, at the beginning of the season, they're not they're not gonna fucking win that division. That's how that's to me that's the most interesting part, and it, it's gonna be an interesting division to see because as great as the as great as the Eagles probably could be, like if, if their potential. If the Cowboys win that division, the Eagles it's not like the NFC has a murderer's row, but it's it'd be three road games or possibly three road games to make the Super Bowl. I think that's why it's so that that conference. It comes down to who's the number one seed. Is it going to be Dallas? Is it going to be Philly? Is it going to be San Francisco? I, 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 I put Seattle sneak in there. I, I think that New York has a better roster, 
than the Cowboys, but I think Philly is better over everybody else. If Jalen Hurts stays healthy. Are you a Daniel Jones fan? No, but they did I, a lot of work this offseason. I think they have a decent roster. I don't I don't think it's good enough to win a Super Bowl. I think that roster is better than the Jets. Mm, I, I think it, I think it's closer than people want to admit. People I think, I think Danny Dimes is if you look at the if you look at their rosters, they're fairly even. Fair and balanced, Jess. Fair and balanced. <laughs> trying to think of anything else just to cover. I think that about wraps it up. Well, Jess, thanks for joining. Um the referendum. First time in a long time and first episode of season six. Everybody else, please like and subscribe wherever Finn Flam Sports is. Check out our articles, our videos, our podcasts, donate money, whatever you want to do. We're here to take it all. We love you. Um, thanks for joining us for this sneak peek into the Kansas City Chiefs upcoming season. Our NFL predictions for who's going to make it to the Super Bowl. We'll see you next time, guys. Jesse, thanks for joining. Appreciate it. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Referendum Podcast brought to you by Finn Flam Sports. We would like to invite you to like us on all social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, wherever you can find somebody, we are there. TikTok, please like, subscribe, follow, whatever you can do to give us your support. We truly appreciate it. We hope to see you next time. You don't stop happening in the world today. You don't, you don't, you don't. We need to make a change one day.